Welcome to Box Talk, a podcast for affiliates and coaches, powered by Box Pro Magazine. All right, well, welcome to this episode of Box Talk. I'm here, as always, with a special guest. Can you go ahead and introduce yourself? Sure. My name's Steve Pinkerton. I'm the owner of Vitality Fitness out here in Charlotte, North Carolina, and we've been around for, this will be the start of our 10th year, so um, I don't know, it just makes me feel old saying that, but um, so yeah, we're out here in uh, beautiful weather, 68 degrees today in January, so we'll take it. It's absolutely crazy that it's this warm, but I think it's supposed to get cold again real quick. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, so we're enjoying it while we can, but yeah, 10 years, Steve, that you're basically ancient um, in this industry, <laughs> basically, but I'd love to just, let's let's back it up. 10 years, 11 years, 12 years ago, how did you go ahead, um, and, and why don't you go ahead and just tell us your story, how you found CrossFit and how you came to own Vitality. Yeah, sure. I was in the Marine Corps, and I was uh, stationed out here in Charlotte for my last uh, two and a half, three years, and some friends of ours, well, at the time, uh, I worked with uh, Brandon Millsaps, and uh, his wife, Bobby, has been involved in the uh, CrossFit community for forever. And so had, had, had Brandon. And they, and Brandon had given me a hard time and he had talked about how I should start doing CrossFit. And I was, I was really hard-headed. This was like 2007, 2008. And I was like, ah, no, I kind of got my own thing. And I'd, I kind of thought CrossFit was group jazzercise and we'd make fun <laughs> of those guys. And, and finally, he was down in Columbia and he ran, he ran an office in Columbia. I ran the Charlotte office. And I was down there, and I said, "Okay, I'll go to uh, uh, I'll go to a CrossFit box with you and see what this is all about." And I went to Carolina CrossFit. That was back when Paul Beckwith was down there, and uh, I, I thought I was in pretty good shape. I mean, I'd trained for the last 15, 20 years. Like that's what I, I loved training. Man, I got beat by people that had no business beating me, and I was instantly hooked. Like instantly, as soon as I found that there were people that were like way more fit than I was. I was like, okay, I'm going to do whatever they're doing and get and try and get really good at it. So I was hooked from about 2008, 2009. And then I got out of the Marine Corps. Uh, I had a really, really cool boss who allowed me to open up a, uh, my gym out of my garage while I was still in the Marine Corps. So I had six months left in the Marine Corps. And he said, why don't you open up before you decide to get out? Make sure that you enjoy doing it make sure that it makes sense and then see how it goes so we opened up out of our garage in 2009 and ran it for maybe four months and i said yeah this is for sure what i want to do and we went and found our first location in 2010 we moved in and that the, the rest is uh history so um wow what a yeah. good what a good boss in the marine corps that's a cool <laughs> that's a cool guy right there he was awesome he was awesome he was a big power lifter too so he kind of you know we hit it off from the beginning because we both like training and and he just, you know, he, he was one of those guys that, you know, he just remembered what he was doing and where he came from and wanted to give me an opportunity to make a good decision. And he did. And luckily, it, it's, it's worked out pretty well. Yeah. So what transitioned your mindset from just training and doing CrossFit to, hey, maybe I could run this out of my garage and one day own a business in 10 years? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not the smartest guy uh, in the world. So that that was the first thing. I, I didn't really think it through. And uh <laughs> If I probably would have thought it through like a, a normal human being, I, I I would have not done it. But I think that's uh, you and like seventy five percent of CrossFit <laughs> owners, so you're not alone. Yeah, I remember I remember calling my dad and explained to him like, hey, you know, um, this is what I have planned. I'm gonna get out of the Marine Corps. I'd been in for eight years, so uh, I kind of just figured out what I was gonna, you know, 
figured out how to work this thing and, and how to be a part of uh, this organization. And I was like, yeah, dad, I'm going to leave and I'm going to open up a gym out of my garage and we're going to end up charging people 150 bucks a month and we're not going to have AC. And he's like, that is the dumbest thing <laughs> I've ever heard. Uh, and that was kind of the start of it. And when someone tells me I can't do something, it, it just, it's like the worst thing someone could tell me, even if it, even if it's probably true, I just immediately, I'm like, okay, well, guess what? I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to go ahead and do it anyway. And then I'm going to tell you all about how I did it. So, so you basically uh, opened your gym to prove your father wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that's then, fun to relive at Christmas. And think about it too. I mean, at the time, the Marine Corps, I, I loved the Marine Corps. I loved it. I loved everything about it. I loved being a part of it. The only thing that I could ever dream of that could be something that would be make me that happy would be the ability to get up and train myself mm. and then train other people and, and be in, in this type of environment all day, every day. So just the, the thought of being able to run a gym and you know be able to make ends meet through it was just an amazing uh, it, just, it, it, it was so fascinating to me. So uh, I wasn't sure if the numbers would work itself out. And, and I think that was the part that we just we, we really got lucky on as we were in the right location. When we opened in 2009 or right, uh, it was January 2010, there was no other CrossFit gyms by us. So we were we were able to make some mistakes and uh, we were able to get through those because there wasn't a ton of competition. You know, if I would have opened up in 2000. 17 you can't make those same mistakes and i look back all the time and i'm like man i'm so lucky that i was there and i can make those mistakes and learn from them and and have that opportunity to kind of fall on my face a couple times uh so yeah i mean i i wish that i had this great plan that i could say this is how we laid it out we literally opened the doors we didn't do a dollar of marketing and um, I just waited for people to show up, and they just they just started coming, hmm. started coming. Can you um, maybe share one or two of those mistakes? Yeah, I think that for a, for probably the first couple of years, I programmed in a way that it, it that that kind of forced the community to be. I expected everybody to put their fitness at the at the absolute top of their priority list, oh. uh, above work, above family. Like, hey, health is the most important. Instead of saying, you know what, these guys have 23 hours a day that they're outside the gym doing other things, that one hour should be about them enjoying themselves and being able to forget about all the stress and anxiety they have. That's the focus, whether they whether they wanna take that and put it at the top of the priority list or just show up and, and, and make it part of their routine, that's the part where I just, it took me a little bit, coming from the Marine Corps, into this civilian side of it i just i wanted to put everybody into this box of hey your health and your fitness is the number one goal because it's going to help us be you know sustainable and have longevity in our life and i kind of programmed in a way that was a little aggressive for a lot of that and, and people get you know they stuck with me i mean people would tell me how, how hard the programming was and i just i took that as hey i must be doing it right like i want it to supposed to be that way you know um, and then I trained, I think the other mistake I made was I was trying to train, I was trying to be competitive in, in the sport and run a CrossFit box. And you can't, in my opinion, after seeing this for as long as I've been around, you can't do it. You just can't not, not successfully or not. Uh, I, I didn't really, in my opinion, become successful at, at vitality until I stopped competing. And when I had the time to put 
the amount of effort and time I was putting in my training, put that into the business and really focus on, you know, growing it and, and developing it. That was when I think vitality changed a little bit. Mm. What led you to that shift of competition and, and letting that go and then to pouring into your business? I think my age, <laughs> I got old, you know, uh, <laughs> Honesty, I love it. <laughs> I was never, uh, I was never the best athlete. I, I, I think I, I was really disciplined and I was really uh, motivated to try and make it because I was a little bit taller and heavier. And people said that you, were, you know, you couldn't make it to the games at that at that height or that weight, and it just kind of fed the fire. And uh, I was never the most talented. I just, I just worked really hard at it, and um, I, I had been doing it for five or six years, so. Uh, I just decided at that point, you know, I, you know what, I, what if I, what if I put this amount of effort and time into my business? What would, what could I do for Vitality? And um, it was really hard. It was a really hard transition because I loved that part of it. I, I'm, I'm a very competitive person, and um, it was hard to kind of stop before you, you kind of you, you, you made it to where I wanted to make it. And um, but looking back on it, I never would have, you know made the changes that I made here over the last probably four years that I, you know, if I still would be trying to chase that, chase that dream. Yeah. So what have some of those changes been that you've made over the past four years that have helped Vitality grow? Yeah, we built, um, I, I built the, the gym we're currently at, the facility we're currently at. We started building this in 2014. It looks awesome, it by the way. It looks yeah, amazing. I can you. only see a very small part of it. But I'm like, dang. <laughs> It was uh, it was the hardest thing, most stressful thing I've ever done, and um, I think I'm a I'm a control freak. And during construction of anything, I'm just not very good at. I want to I want to know and control everything. And with construction, you can't control anything. And uh, so that took me two and a half years to figure out. Uh, but this allowed me now. So I've got nine tenants that uh, that rent space from us, and now I can run the gym in a different way where. The gym is not the primary source. The membership income is the primary source of our revenue, and it, it allows me to make decisions based on what's best for the community, not so much what's best for my bottom line of, okay, well, shoot, I've got to keep these four people or whatever it is, or I've got to make this decision based on uh, you know, these metrics for February because our February's down. I can run it a little bit differently. Obviously, I still want to be successful with Vitality, but this takes the pressure off of, of being the sole uh, income generator for the business. Mm. Yeah, no. So what led you to that and bringing in those tenants uh, and, and kind of how have you learned to even manage that? Because I feel like that's a whole other aspect of business. Yeah, it, it is. Um, you know, I, I, had a, I had a good relationship with my landlord at my first space, but they had this management company that would manage, you know, the, the landlord really wasn't involved. It was this property manager that was involved and you know he wasn't that great and I didn't have a great relationship with them and none of the other tenants were kind of we were all in the same building but there was no connection there was no communication there was it was, it was just so mismanaged in my opinion I said man what would it be like to have a landlord that really truly cared that was vested that was on site that could see the changes that need to be made and and could relate to their uh, tenants so when I started building this I reached out to a couple people and said, hey, we've got some space. Uh, some of these business owners that I'd known for years, they said, hey, if you build me this size, we'll come over and we'll, 
will leave space from you. So I started carving out these spots and then I started to say, okay, well, what would be the best complement to Vitality? And we got a chiropractor and we got a massage therapist and you know, we, we've got these, these companies that really a yoga studio that, that all kind of complement each other and we all feed off each other. So now when there's a problem, they're not calling somebody that's you know, 50 miles away at a, at a property management company that could care less about what they're dealing with. Now, now, granted, I don't love getting phone calls about toilets or whatever else that they should be fixing themselves, but uh, that's the nature of the beast. But now they know I'm 1,000% vested, and I think that relationship is going to make for a much longer, more sustainable uh, uh, lease than it would be normally if people are constantly mad and being, you know, not being service the way they should mm-hmm. so yeah. but being a property manager, i mean and, and the thing is is there's a lot of people that say oh you need to have a property property manager between you and these tenants i get it but i also my office is filled with windows everybody knows where i am so whether i put someone in an office and say hey you be the property manager i've i've signed all these leases with these individuals myself they know where i am they know who, who you know they they know where to find me so it's kind of a, a double-edged sword at times, but uh, it's just now getting to the point three years in where we're 100% leased. Everyone's kind of situated. There's no more issues. So for the first time, like my inbox is under control in the morning, which is nice. <laughs> that is really nice. Oh my gosh. I can't even imagine. Wow. So, and I know you said the yoga studio is pretty new, right? It just opened? Yeah, we opened in Jan- mid-January. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah, early January. It's yeah. like two weeks ago. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. So and it, and so all these different tenants kind of uh, complement, like you said, your members. And, and and do you see a lot of crossover between membership and using all these tenants? You know, we did. We hired a company, a really smart group that came in and ran some some surveys. Did like an 18 month survey analysis for us to to really see what people thought, like how they how they felt about the facility and the services and the programs. And the reality is, uh, as much as I want it to be the, the focal point, like the, the, the facility really didn't matter to people as much as I thought it did. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other amenities didn't matter as much. They were, they were more concerned with, you know, programming and coaching and wow. equipment. And that's kind of where they're, that's why they said that they've stayed. It's not so much. Now, I think that some of that it's, it's easier to say as they sit into a facility like this, if the facility all of a sudden changed and it was in a different spot, in a different location, and, and you know, I don't know, maybe it would be different, but yeah. for some reason, it's just the the, the, the results of the survey were, were, were really interesting. And it's, hmm. you know, the, the basic three were programming, coaching, and, and equipment is what uh, our members and our community are looking for. Huh, that is really interesting. That's not what you expect, because you hear more and more, you know, that members want nicer amenities, they want nicer facilities, mm-hmm. they're expecting cleanliness, and I think those are all true, but I do think, you're, you're right, like your membership survey, at least for you guys, showed that coaching is still so important. Programming is essential. Yeah. Like, I mean, those those things are very vital. So, um, and speaking of programming, I know you uh, have EvoFit, and I want to talk to you a little bit about that because uh, it's an interesting program. It's an interesting name. Um, and yeah. I, I'd love to just hear more. What is it? Kind of dive into that. How did you guys come up with the name? Yeah, sure. I'll tell you, I'll start by saying if you had told me 10 years ago that I'd be running like a boot camp style program inside my gym, I would have said, you're absolutely crazy. <laughs> um, and, and now, not only have I come full circle, I would go as far as to say that if 
any box thinks they want to be long-term and have sustainability, they have to implement some type of hybrid boot camp style program or they, I, I just don't think they'll survive. And that's just my, that's just my thought on this. And, you know, we, three years ago, we moved in this facility and we said, okay, why don't we try a boot camp style program? Why don't we just give it a shot, see what happens, see what type of uh, response we get. Uh, so I had a couple coaches at the time and I said, Hey, it's your baby. You, you, you come up with a program and you manage it, you figure it out and um, see how it goes. So I started in January of 2016 and it was, we, we had to come up with a name. I did, we didn't want to name it anything that had boot camp because I think that had kind of a negative connotation with it. And I said, I, I don't really care what the name is. It just has to be something that we can then paint the picture of what that program is. And nobody has any preconceived notions. I don't want it to be a boot camp. I don't want it to be um, any, anything anybody's heard of. So they, they came up with Evo Fit. And, uh, and now when people come in and we explain to them what Evo Fit is, we can we can tell them explain it in a way that there's nobody that's going to sit down and say that you know uh, uh, basic foundational movement with a, a focus on core strength and mobility is not going to sound like okay well shoot that's kind of what I need everybody needs it so they can really start with a, with a clean slate for us of getting that description out to them and so we launched it in January 2016. And it just, it, it took off. And about six months in, we decided that, you know what? We're going to onboard every new member from Vitality into EvoFit. We're going to make a requirement that they stay for a minimum of 30 days. So they stay 30 days in EvoFit. And then from there, they can cross into foundations in, over in a CrossFit. However they want to do, they can go into PT. So we started to funnel everybody in. And we got some pushback from people and uh, some of these new members that, that wanted to go right into CrossFit. But the reality was 85% of the people that started with EvoFit stayed in EvoFit and never made the switch. They wow. never made the jump and they never, they didn't want to make the jump. Mm. And the majority of people would tell us, Hey, we thought this, this is what we, this is what we were looking for. We thought this was CrossFit. This is but we don't want CrossFit. We want this, we want this, you know, no barbell, um, you know, kind of a boot camp style workout. We made it 45 minutes. And we run seven classes a day. And I think it's just, it's for our region and our area, it's the, it's the perfect fit. And uh, so it just kept growing and kept growing. And we started to get smarter with our programming. And, you know, for us, <clears throat> we, we, we measured our success of programming off of how many CrossFitters were coming over and, and doing and supplementing their training with EvoFit. And we said 20% was a number. We had to get 20% of our CrossFitters to do Evo fit on a punch card basis. And we knew that at that point we'd have the programming where we needed to be. And it took us about a year and a half, two years to get there. And, uh, and now we've got about 27% of our CrossFitters that do Evo fit. And then you've got 260 members that are just strictly uniquely using Evo fit as their primary program. Wow. Uh, bigger than our CrossFit program. It brings in more revenue than our CrossFit program. It is now our primary program for, vitality and I cannot explain to you and I've talked to so many box owners and explain to them the onboarding process there's a million different ways to do it they're all they're all going to be inefficient they're all going to be kind of the, the the thing that slows everything down and this onboarding into a program that if, if Heather Hartman walks into the gym right now at 124 uh, 
I can put her in class at 5 p.m. to try a, 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 an EvoFit class. If she likes it, then that day she's signing up. And we're about 75%. If you come in and you try a class, 75% of the time you're walking out with a membership. Dang, um, that's just, an amazing percentage. Yeah, it's, and I try to explain it to people, like I can't even, I can't explain how, how, how simple it's made the process of bringing an onboarding and not only that, but and growing your PTT program. So now, you know, obviously our, our goal is to, to lead with a PT first model, which I think most successful gyms out there, they understand that that PT model is the way to go. But our thing is let's try and do a limited PT with EvoFit at the same time. So they can do one to two classes of EvoFit, one PT session a week or, or bi-weekly or whatever it turns out to be. And now our average client value shoots through the roof and it's a much easier to service a EvoFit client than it is to service a CrossFit client. It's just, it's that simple, you know? Wow, my goodness. So I guess looking back on these past three years with running it, what maybe advice or tips do you have in order for an affiliate to start a program like this in their own gym? I guess, where, where do they even begin? I mean, is it a survey? Is it just getting it going? Where do they start? Sure, I think that the first thing that people have to understand is, and I was hard-headed with this as well. Um, I wanted to put it in a in a in a time slot that was slow for the gym. You know, I wanted to try and fill this gap, and that's kind of the the, the thing that all of the gym owners are trying to do. We're all trying to figure out, you know, what can we do with the gaps? Well, I can't put a program that's going to be that I want to grow between one and five p.m. or ten o'clock in the morning if I don't have a CrossFit time at that time then no one's going to want to come to a boot camp. It's the same community of people. It's the same demographic of people. So they've got to start it at times that are high volume CrossFit times, whether it's for us, our, our morning class is 6 a.m. And then we run a 9 a.m., a noon, and then our evenings start at 5 and we end at 8. So uh, you've got to be able to have those busy times and, and offer those programs. It can't be like a Monday, Thursday at – you know, 11 a.m. and people, I get it. They're like, "Wow, well, we just couldn't fill it up. We couldn't fill it up because it's two days a week and, and people want to charge 140 bucks a month for two days a week with one class time. And um, you just can't. And it sucks. Like in the beginning, I remember I was paying these guys off of revenue. So for the first 60, 90 days, you're talking about having one person classes and showing up and nobody being there and and you're trying to grow anytime you're trying to grow a program there's all these aches and pains that go with it and i think most of us i know i don't want to go back and start from scratch again and but that's what you have to do you have to run it as it's like a second box inside of your facility and uh if you do it right and you can and you can build this thing man to, to diversify your revenue and, and to bring in that alternate revenue stream is just what it what it can do and what it can free up for you is is pretty incredible uh, but they just got to be patient it's going to take some time to grow it's going to take some time you got to get the right person that right coach because the the community difference between a evil fit class and a crossfit class the easiest way i can describe it is i love my morning crew i come in wednesday mornings and still coach and uh, i you know i can get everybody laughing and having a good time and on the crossfit side and I'll come over to the Evil Fit side and I'll tell a couple of jokes or whatever, and it is straight crickets, nothing. And I'm like, I know I'm funny. Like I just, I, I got this. I, I tested this over on the CrossFit side. So it's just, it's crazy. Like you huh. have to be a completely different. You've really got to pour into them and get them to open up 
And then once you can get them to open up and you can crack through, then they're great. But most people that come to like these boot camp style programs are a little more introverted. They're not as they're not as outgoing. They're not, they're not as uh, you know externally motivated to be there. So you really got to have a coach that can 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 feed that fire and kind of motivate people the right way because they're not it's not yelling at people on the evil fit side. It's it's definitely more encouraging and and supportive than it is uh, you know trying to trying to trying to get every ounce of effort out of people on the CrossFit side. Yeah. So. Besides the programming, would you say that's maybe one of the main differences between CrossFit and boot camp style programming? I would, yeah. I think that um, I, I think it's really tough because people that are starting these boot camp programs inside the gyms, they've done so much CrossFit programming. It's a really hard transition to make, and I still struggle. We've been doing this. I've programmed for Vitality for ten years. No one's done programming but me, mm-hmm. and on the Evo fit side, it takes me probably three to four times as long to come up with some programming just because you've got to be very careful that it, it cannot look like a watered down CrossFit class or it cannot look like, um, you know, AMRAPs and chippers. And it's just, it's, it's a different feel. And, um, it took us a long time to figure that out. Um, and, and, the, and, the, and the community can tell, I mean, they know when, when they like the programming, they know when they don't like the programming and they're not, they're not afraid to tell us that and we went through, you know, we just we, we, we had to kind of swallow our pride a little bit in the, the first 12 months and just listen to people and say, you know, what do you like? What do you not like? And you get all this feedback and 80 percent of it's not very good. But then the 20 percent, you're like, wow, OK, that makes a lot mm-hmm. of sense. Let's make those changes. So, mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, that sounds ho- that sounds hard. <laughs> so um, and I'm kind of curious too, Steve, just how have you gone about even getting the word out about Evo Fit? I mean, coming from maybe a CrossFit programming and, you know, everybody knows you as CrossFit. How, how do you kind of break that barrier and be like, hey, we also have this awesome opportunity. How do you go about marketing that, I suppose? Yeah, I think the big thing for us was just branding it with our the way we did our website and the way that we did our branding inside the gym. We, we switched from branding as CrossFit Vitality as the umbrella to Vitality Fitness. And then within Vitality Fitness, we've got a CrossFit Vitality program, the CrossFit program, and then we've got an EvoFit program. And then we've got our PT program and our performance, like speed and agility stuff. So everything falls under that umbrella. And I think when we refer to it with people that prospects have come in, it's Vitality Fitness. And this is kind of how we onboard through Vitality Fitness. This is a starting process. So when someone comes in that is new. They really have no idea or different differentiation of what the two programs are until they sit down and talk to us about it. Okay. Um, and then we make it. You know, our big thing is I think you can, you can't make it that Evo Fit is like the redheaded stepchild of CrossFit. You know, I think that to me, I'm more afraid of an Evo Fit workout than I'm of a CrossFit workout because mm-hmm. Evo Fit is a little bit more of an aerobic conditioning piece. Um, you know, it's it's a little bit more painful. Uh, if, 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 if you attack it like a CrossFit workout, you're going to hurt. And I think that's what our CrossFitters really enjoy about it. And that's what we try. And that's, and that's the great thing about having CrossFitters come over and do these workouts. The Evo fitters are a little more hesitant to kind of push the envelope of the intensity uh, because they just, they're not comfortable with being uncomfortable yet. And then they see these crazy CrossFitters come over and they just attack it and you know, running laps around people, well, then all of a sudden, like, okay, so that's what this means. We can we can increase the intensity a little bit and, mm. and pick up the pace a little bit 
and that's where the results come from. So mm. it really they feed off each other, which is a really it's it, it's it's a really cool piece. Hmm. Man, that is awesome. I I think it's amazing that it has grown so tremendously and has just taken off, and that's crazy. I can see the sign for it in the background too. So yeah, yeah I'm like, oh hey, there it is. But that's oh that's awesome, Steve. Well, cool. Um, I guess kind of kind of starting to wrap up a little bit. You know, we we are in the new year. We are in January. Um, and I guess looking ahead because it, it's been ten years. You guys been doing this for ten years. Uh, what's next? I mean, do you have any goals or or, or any uh, things that you're looking forward to or, or things to keep in mind this year and, and maybe what advice can you give to other affiliates when it comes to setting goals? Yeah, I, you know, I think for, for us, I've been trying for the last three years, we'd worked with Chip Ganassi Racing. Uh, we trained their pit crews for the 42 and the one. And uh, we just, they just uh, signed a, a one-year contract with me. So now they're, we're their primary strength conditioning program for the 2019 season. So that will be a ton of time for me. Um, and the timing actually worked out well because now I actually have some time that I'm not spending and trying to do construction with these tenant spaces. So that'll be kind of my focus is getting into the, uh, the, the corporate wellness side and, and slowly breaking into that. Um, and outside of that, I think it's just going to be great to have a year where we can just sustain what we're doing and not, and not trying to build something we, I feel like I've been for the last six years in, in the process of building or finishing or something every single year. And I just really want one solid year of, you know, let's just, let's just sit back and let's enjoy the ride for one year before I make another dumb decision that causes <laughs> my, my wife to hate me for the next <laughs> six years. So, Oh, I'm sure she doesn't hate you. She might be irritated and slightly annoyed. <laughs> If I come up with one more plan that involves like three years of pain, she's going to, yeah, I'm going to be in trouble for she's sure. She's going to be like, I thought we were done with this when you yeah. broke that building. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh you gotta come out, you're going to have to come out and uh, do some hot yes. yoga and, uh, and hang out for a couple of days, get a I massage. Know. Yeah. I'm like, man, that's a whole experience. I'm like if you guys have a hotel connected, like I could just stay there for <laughs> a few days, but no, it sounds like yeah. a whole a wellness experience that I could have come yeah. out there for like a day or two. So no, I will definitely have to pop out around there sometime. I don't know, but we'll have to figure it out because it sounds amazing, Steve. It sounds like you have built a truly tremendous facility and business and it's been a long road and you've learned some <laughs> stuff along the way, but I mean, one, you're not alone and two, I think it's worked out very well for you so far. So yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, no, but Hey, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Super appreciate it. I know we talked about so much. Um, and I, I love just you sharing about Evo fit and just the lessons you've learned with that. And even just the challenges that you faced early on in business and how you've come to where you are today. So thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Appreciate you being on the podcast today. No, it was great talking to you, Heather. I appreciate the opportunity. And that wraps it up for this episode of Box Talk. If you liked what you heard, or you have an idea of what you'd like to hear, let me know by emailing heather at peakmedia.com, peak spelled P-E-A-K-E. As always, thanks for dropping in.